guys are going to keep recording. If you are, then I, I then I won't feel the need to ask any uh, follow up question. I'm sure you guys will just keep doing your your thing. Um, What's your follow up question, Alan? I don't know. I I guess you know. I guess just I'm just it's just I'm just curious. It's 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 it is fucking fascinating. Um, I, I don't want to say for sure. The end is nigh. I'm just saying. Of, co- of course. Of course. I I think I think I just as I said. I think I'm just so weary, and ca- I feel the need to be cautious around oh. these. You know, just. Oh, totally. just you know, and anything of this of this scope, and that's not to say I don't feel it like that. So you know, um, you know, I, we mentioned with Claire and this idea of like you know the end of a tape and all these sorts of things, and like, well, what, can we bring but, it back to that before you go to? Sure, because... sure, sure, sure. But then can I just I just want to say, um, I should I don't know if I remember where I was going with that, but um, oh oh, that I I think I I subscribe personally to uh one aspect i'm not i'm not a mckennaite and and certainly he had his 2012 th- uh, thing but there's an aspect there's a some, there's something that i think really important in what he says when he's like oh, talking about the cyclical nature and the 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 mini cycles within it and you know he says like rome falls nine times a day and that's something i carry with me mm-hmm. every fucking day uh bill you and leclerc had a thing uh where you guys are talking about the the crucifixion of Jesus, and one of you says like, Jesus dies every time you sit down to have your lunch. I think that's what Claire says. That you know, it's that we are living these major historical, mythological, bi- biblical proportion moments every fucking day. Um, yeah, the difference here is that Lana literally is not speaking as a physical human being in any of her songs ever. Like she is just completely speaking as Sophia in every single song. Okay, and do you, and you mean and do you feel that as as a channel or as an incarnation? That is a channel, and that is that is what she says. She is a channel. Yeah. She literally says she is a channel. Channel forty two. Yeah. And so this is she's chat. She's um. She's chat GPT. <laughs> right, right. She's the she's the AI. TBC one five. I mean, she's channeling. <laughs> And so this she story, no, she literally she literally is Chad GPT. Right, right. She, her right, whole I, the whole operation is what we're getting as Chad GPT is a gift from whatever the in quotes Lana Del Rey thing is, right? Sophia. Right. Well, right. So like Tropico is like literally just her autobiography. Like this is not like some abstraction. This is just her saying who she is. Like that is what people are not gonna understand. Everyone is that like is that like Serpico? Is Tropico, Tropico like Serpico? No. It's a music video, dude. What what makes a star a star is the way that they endure. And you know, and they relate to it kind of sometimes it seems like living forever. It's that yeah, you Yeah, I, I know, I know. You don't you believe know. me. So no, so I was saying like like Marilyn Monroe, like she references her a lot with the I ain't no candle in the wind, you know. So she's also distinguishing herself at the same time while referencing her. But I think that, that that there's something too when you're when you've left a mark, which isn't just yourself, it's something that you're communicating, and that's where that's where the art comes in, right? So it's like, and that's true for like Bowie and Lana Del Rey, they both kind of have these 
um, these very archetypal personas and they're not alone with that, but they are very directed in terms of the, their poetics. I mean, I, I don't know, like, like Lana's vibe is like heroin, like her music f sounds like what I imagine, you know, heroin feels. I mean, I smoked opium, but you know, I can relate that to it, you know, but like, I always, when I listen to music, I'm like, what's the drug here? Like, you know, especially with electronic music, I can tell where it's like, okay, now we're listening to what GHB is, you know, now we're listening to ketamine now, you know, uh, trance, it's like, oh, well, obviously, this is just LSD, you know, this kind of thing. But um, yeah, anyway, I don't know, completely know where I'm going with that. <laughs> hey, but can, can, and can I take just this moment, Doug, did you want to, to did you want to stop for a second and do I don't I don't have a smoother transition than this? Did you want to say something about Claire in this? Well, so it, my thought was um, after this last four hour chunk, um, I, I went to work and I listened to all the four hours. But then when I came home, I found out now well, I don't know if the, now I'm trying to figure out um, the timeline of that. But I just remember like spending one day at work listening to Jason and David and Zanor and then moments later it, it felt like i was i was back at the beginning of always record and i had forgotten how instrumental he was it's almost like yeah. um he, there was he he came on to 42 minutes and he, we had a great conversation with him but then he blasted over to always record and then after that it might have been the the crucified jesus image episode I don't know if that was his first appearance, but then we did the head episode and then all of a sudden he was just like the regular guest for quite a few episodes. There was a lot of hours that you spent with that guy. And um, I mean, it's it's just it's it's a strange thing, you know, mortality and, uh, you know, people that are in our lives and then and gone. And so we had the Mark. You guys, at the end of that conversation, we're talking about a missing mark. And, and yeah, then yeah. at the beginning of the next conversation, here we are, you know, reflecting on another missing mark. And we were talking about the secret gospel of Mark in that, in that last conversation, too. So we have Mark, like the, uh, the, the, the gospel writer, and then, and then the secret gospel of Mark also. And then Mark, Mark and Mark die within 150 days. It's, it's, I, I looked at the dates. It's like 150 days between them. Oh wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, dude. He was instrumental. And uh Bill Bill wouldn't be living with me. I don't know if there'd be an always record if it wasn't for Mark Leclerc. Because Mark Leclerc was so uh impactful to to Bill for him to reach out to us in the first place. Like he's like he's he's all up in it. You know. Oh yeah, yeah like I... uh Le Leclerc, uh you know, I was talking with him for a year before um uh, or longer before he was ever on Always Record. Uh, for some strange cosmic giggle, I was on 42 Minutes uh, before Mark LeClaire. And I remember during that first call, Will Morgan says, are you the wrong way, wizard? Uh, <laughs> and and it, it was a certain chance where I was like, I might go with that. You could just do it. Be a front <laughs> man. You should, you should have just gone with it and just insisted that you were the wrong way, wizard, and then he was your Mark LeClaire. Yeah, I was so tickled that they possibly could think that I was capable of writing mm. that blog and that material that I just wanted to own it for like a little bit. 
Uh, but I, I didn't go go with that. Um, <laughs> if somebody asked me if I was really the subliminal synchrosphere, I'd, I'd be almost tempted <laughs> yeah. to just be like, yeah, totally. I pretend I'm from Dublin, but I'm just whatever. You know, but, horse lover fat. Yeah, prove that. But like Mark died at 57. And uh, 10 years ago, uh, 12 years ago was when I started talking. So I'm like, I'm like Mark's age now when I started talking to him. And, you know, he was 15, 20 years older than everybody in the sync community. And I think he was, he he was had, our William S. Burroughs. Kind, no, there was this thing of like, holy shit, there's actually people out there. Who, I knew eventually people would be into this. And he was like ready for it. He was the guy, you know, he was the voice that was primed for that new sort of online tumbleweed of thinkers and sinkers and shit. And, um, yeah, like it was crazy. Once he got comfortable with his voice on the air, there was like a year there where he was just everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but then it, I kind of feel like he got into that place where he's like, oh, shit, now there's no other new ways to say this because it really is just one fucking thing. Really? Uh, that's when you that's have to what trust the abyss. You know, and it's like when I listened to that first Mark LeClaire 42 minutes for the first time in 10 years, it's it's all in there. You know what I mean? Like he he's ready for the moment. And in 42 minutes, he says exactly what his whole thing is in that 42 minutes. Right. Um, it's a lot like those early McKenna lectures where from like 81, 82, 83, he says everything that he's going to say for the rest of his career. Um, he had the rap down so perfectly into that two hour, two and a half hour thing. Like he basically he could do a 30, 40, 50, 60 hours worth of stuff and compress it into like an hour and a half. Like that's how good he had gotten that rap down. Um, and I feel like. A lot of us are expecting Jason to have that 90 minute thing that we can sit back and hear him say about this Lana Del Rey, David Bowie thing. Um, I'm not so sure that you you're capable of that or you know what I mean? Um, you, you've just watched some. Well, you've been exposed well, to some I, Lana I've Del Rey. Seen, like the, uh, the, the Sophia character here. So uh, I never get a chance to talk while everyone else is talking. About it. <laughs> <laughs> you have I the whole you have, you have all here. of time. We're Dude, all we're just, gathered We're here. just pouring out some, and, and, and some like Don Perry on for our homie. You, David's, know? <laughs> you know, David Bowie's head on our plate here. Waiting to get sacrificed so I can talk. I guess let me wrap this up. It's, uh, like Leclerc had the, the tensor, the, the three Kubrick movies, the three Pink Floyd albums. And he's like, you got to sit down and watch this nine times. It's nine different movies, right? Each album with three different movies. So there's nine different things that you got to sit down and watch. What he had basically said was you have to be capable of sitting down for nine weekends in a row or nine days in a row or 175 hours in a row and, and actually sit down and watch these nine sync movie album syncs. And then you have to be able to digest that if you really like, cause that's what he was looking for. Someone who could take all that in and have a conversation with him about that. And we seem to be that community that was capable of that. Yeah, he's so like, I'm he's saying, like, you have to do the Abram Mill and the Mage working, or we well, right, can't but, really Yeah, go. this is like an initiation program that works through popular culture is, is the whole thing. That That is basically what, the vision and the voice is about because like like one of the ithers is called pop and so like pop music exists just to be a vehicle for the ithers of the vision and the voice but that's the only reason it exists like what's from, the last ither isn't it tex 
Yes, and and that that's the name of Lana's dog. So that's how it ties together. So you they're the diamond dogs. You're pretty knowledgeable, Jason. Would you say that Ion is the correct pronunciation, and that uh, what you just said, Ether, is the correct pronunciation from the Greek? Um, from the Greek, it would be maybe not as Crowley pronounced it. Okay. You'd probably say ether or something. You'd probably say ether or some shit. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, sorry. This is all good. Um, what were we talking about again? I don't know. Lust for life. Mark, we're on Mark, but uh... we're we're on Mark. Yeah. We're on Mark. vision, the voice, and text. Yeah. I'll... For, hey, Bill. But, you... but, but no, but see, this is this is the, like um. So text is the the uh, initial ether in the vision of the voice, and then you know Lana's dog is named Tex. And, you know, that's on the, on the tree. That's uh, right above the diamond dogs here. Wait, wait, wait. Repeat that. I'm sorry. Uh, Tex is the first. Uh, Tex? Like Tex T-E-X? Yeah, T-E-X is the last Ither. And that's the name of her dog. Oh, my God. Really? Her dog's name is Tex? She Did she name her dog after the freaking guy who killed Sharon Tate with Susan Atkins? Well, so it's. Well, hmm. that has to just be like a reflection of the vision and the voice, though. I don't know. Bill just watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with uh, Norman fucking Rockwell the other night. Maybe, I don't know. Well, yeah, that's because, where I was getting that from. Like, the vision and the voice is like the, the, the watchtowers of the universe here. So it's all coming from them as an archetypal realm. And, and so then Bowie says that he dies at 69 after an 18th month battle with cancer. And then. 69 and 18 is the Diamond Dog's path here. Hmm. So these are just one of the many ways he says that he's the Diamond Dog. And then, mm-hmm. you know. Is Di- Diamond Dog could relate to Sirius as the middle pillar as well, which would be the tunnel under, you know, Dot. No, no, but see, Diamond it's, Dogs ties into Ken, the stars are out tonight. Um, Ken like, talks about that the, too. The stars in the stars are out tonight are the Diamond Dogs who are going to hunt you down. The poachers are going to hunt you down and uh, subject you to initiation well, because well, no, no, it's, it's, hold on, hold on. because in the chariot, according to Lister Crowley, is the vehicle of the initiation in the new ion. So, and we so, might think of him as a word for that one. So that pathway is the pathway of the emperor, the diamond dog's pathway. No, it's a chariot. Oh, it's the chariot. OK, interesting. So Bowie yeah, dead at 69, 18 month battle. And that's 69, 18 chariot right there. So Diamond Dogs is where it all ends because he's the initiator of a new ion. And so then Sweet Thing is where, you know, you become a candidate. I'll make you a deal. Well, like any other candidate and, and pretend we're walking home. And so that's all about how when you become a candidate, your reality will turn into, you know, a, a set, basically. Are you? I need to get my book out. But are you? You're saying that the final ether that the that you know when they the, that they're doing the the working that it's called text T E X. The initial ether, the the one, the outermost one that's at the start of the the vision and the voice is called text. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Thank you. I'll look into that. Um. So so on a subliminal level. Uh, when when all of these like images are like tied together in people's minds, you know you you got Bowie is like her undead attack dog here, as as the diamond dog poacher who is going to uh, push them into the vision and the voice initiation through 
the ether of pop. Hmm. That, that That's the bigger implication here on an esoteric level, if anyone was interested. Um, Jason, how do you, how do, you were talking about Lord before, so how do you tie her into it? Like, what what's, oh. what would what, what she signify then? She, she's the, the, um, what did Lana perform with Ward or something? Oh, no, no, it, it, it's where uh, in the Book of Babylon it says not to seek out for this or else you will fall from it. And, mm. and so Bowie so is she, like, she's, she's like for. The, she's the overt successor, right? But uh, but obviously it's not her. Right? In your yeah, in, the, in, in um, seek her dot, call her not, let her declare, as of the keep silence, there shall be ordeals. So the final ordeal is him mistaking Lord for Lana. And they're clearly not the same person, and so that's the last temptation of Christ there, where oh, you think he, you think he, he and you from. think he he was actually mistaking. Uh, that's what I'm not sure about. That's, that's what I'm not sure about because it doesn't make sense. Because yeah, you know, sense. she's a New Zealander, but then that ties into ultraviolence, where you know she has that uh, Lord diss track about how you know I'm a dragon, you're a whore. And, and I so, think that yeah. was directed towards Lord. Yeah, that, that that's, that's to Lord. It's totally. It's, I mean, did she say that 100%. or? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent is to Lord because she's literally like addressing the lines from one of Lord's interviews. Oh, it's so, all right. Yeah, so it, it's like, well, you, you thought you'd come down from the cross and live with Lord. Well, you're wrong. So I'm gonna kill you now. That's that's mm. the real implication there. Mm. That that's the the ultimate. Isn't that isn't that in yeah. that in that song? I fucked my way up to the top. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, she did fuck her way up to the top, literally, in a certain way. Or that's what, that's what Kenneth Grant says, anyways, that uh, she uses the energies from all of her lovers to fuel her uh, energetic uh, body. See, I, my association with that is Maleficent. So I, I like um, that ultraviolence and Maleficent. That's a, that's a sink. But uh, huh? there's it. I, I can't help. You have to see the thing to get what I'm talking about. But the characters in it uh the like you're looking at these actresses and this actor and it's like with like it just speaks to that's the industry or whatever like it's like a very industry spoken song like she's speaking for the industry while being like on the center of attention kind of thing you know uh, there's certain songs on ultraviolence that kind of annoy me, but I, I like them anyway. So well, well, like, when she's she talking about money a... and power, it's like, I just watched fucking R- Rihanna, like, performance. She's no, pregnant, no. dressed in red on okay, a monolith. Okay, okay, but singing, again, like, you know. there, there, there's a bigger implication there because um, she says that the digital versus analog thing is a big thing here. So when she's, when she's digital, she's demanding power and money. But it, when she's analog, she's not. So, and, and, uh, but, but then... Uh, um, Buck by up to the top also ties into the David Bowie song, The Pretty Things Are Going to Hell, where he says that he's the dragon and that he's making it out to the other side. And then then he says, who to diss? So it's like on a certain level, they're willingly participating in this magical working camp um, and going through these motions. You know, if you, if you actually put their, yeah. like, their, them all together. I had a feeling that like when uh, Angelina Jolie said that she wouldn't play the part of Maleficent unless if Lana Del Rey did the soundtrack, like or gave you know added added to it. I think when she said that, she wasn't saying it because she thinks that Lana Del Rey is cool or whatever. I think it was that 
she knew the symbolism of the fucking story related to Lana Del Rey's trip. And like that song, Black Beauty, like that feels like it was something that she probably wanted to write anyway. Like, yeah, just saying. Well, Black Beauty isn't from Maleficent. That's just an ultraviolence track. Yeah, ultraviolence. That song, though, was written for Maleficent at uh, Angelina um, Jolie's jo- no, request. Um, no, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. You can look it no, up. No, it wasn't. Yeah, okay. fucking look it up, dude. That okay. It's, it's possible right, guys, that I'm wrong. I've been wrong stop, before. While you guys stop to look it up, I'm going to say I love hearing every one of your voices so goddamn much, and I can't wait to start you all again soon. I gotta hop off here. Yeah, yeah. Right, have a great night. Okay. Love you, Alan. Love you too. Nice talk. Nice hearing your voice. Yeah. Thanks. And hey, before I go, I just want to say, Bill, to you, real quick. Um, you were the one that made me. I didn't know who the fuck Mark Leclerc was. I didn't. Yeah, literally when I spoke to you, you said, how do you not know who this man is? And you made me read his shit and talk to him, and he was a great man. And, you know, it was, you know, not not perfect, and none of us fucking are, but that was a good fucking guy, and I appreciate you for uh, introducing me to him. And uh, Yeah, I, no, I, it kind of felt like, uh, 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 yeah, there was, he was like a gravity point that was... Dr- it made us feel like it was successful. Like he was one of those things, like everything that we did was successful because that guy got the the shine that he needed. So yeah, I agree with you, man. hundred percent. Yeah. There's something there for sure. And I hope Jason, I, uh, for what it's worth, I, I really appreciate what you're doing and that you're, what you're trying to put out here. And I do hope that your, uh, your gravity is seen as well. So. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you for right. the support. I love you guys so damn much. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Bye. You're on. Uh yeah, I stand reflected. It's she did once upon a dream for Maleficent. Yeah, and that's, that, and that, that's the devil's path here. See. Okay. Okay. But uh, I think that I need to check. But what year did Maleficent come out? Because I think they came uh, out around the same time. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. 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 Let's it came out twenty fourteen. Yeah. So did Maleficent. So that was that was my confusion is that they ha- they came out the same year and she did a song for the movie. But I always watch the movie on mute. So. Uh, you know or not mute but Lana Del Rey you know so yeah oh too bad Guillaume left too man I just he's <laughs> I was liking Guillaume and El Nicole man who probably, who added Guillaume was that that must have been Alan right pro- probably I don't know or, I, I, or else I don't know maybe it just there was a lot of gravity it was a, it was a pleasant surprise I can say that how but, does Kanye West factor into all of this Jason or how did he get factored out it seemed like he was just uh, the, um, like the the Osiris uh, slash Horus guy who gets condemned to the underworld, basically. Uh, as far as the vision and the voice goes, the bull um, complains of terrible things that are happening. Is, is he is he Apollyon? The new Ion. Oh, I'm sorry. I um, I don't think so. Um, but I mean, he's always saying he's a pharaoh. So that implies he's some kind right. of right. I'm just saying slash. because you have this this book of Revelation thing, and it's like mm-hmm. there's the the Apollyon at the top of the bottomless pit or whatever. I don't know. Are we giving him too much credit in that, or not giving him enough? I'm not sure. But she she references Kanye in that song in Norman fucking Rockwell, right, where she right. says Kanye is blonde and gone. Right. That that was that was Babylon uh, pronouncing judgment on uh, someone, but. I mean, it's a little like joke there because you know, Kanye was judged, but you know, not. He, he still seems to be doing all right. So you know, 
she's a merciful goddess, I guess. A merciful goddess. Well, she, if she's the high priestess, then that's a that's a lot to live up to. I but guess. but I mean, on like a symbolic level, there's a judgment. Just... I think I think if you, if she's the high priestess, then then Gaga is the is the Scarlet Woman, right? Who's the continuation well, of Madonna? No, but she's the handmaid. She's the handmaid. Like uh, they did that ceremony where they like passed on the the crown or whatever Madonna to uh, Britney Spears. And then it was like on the like with the checkered floor and the whole ceremonial style of it. And then, and then it was like, well, La- Lady Gaga is actually like she's playing the Scarlet, like she's in like full red, like with her face too. Well, but, it's yeah, like you're she's, like she's what? She yeah, is like what... I am this thing, and it's like, and that's what Madonna was like hinting at. But then she was just like full force, and you know, it's it's the burlesque coming from her background you know like growing up across the street from strawberry fields and new york and whatnot and you know there's like there's a whole thing there <clears throat> and so madonna hated her until she did a, a star is born and then madonna was like okay but it was like i don't know i think madonna felt threatened you know it was like it seemed like an ego thing or whatever but uh it's funny because it was like my point is that there's like a successor thing and so like i've seen it there like who is the successor of madonna as the queen of pop or whatever and it's like, but it's deeper than that because it actually has symbolism attached to it as Madonna, as you know, what and Gaga is named after the uh, radio Gaga from um, uh, Queen. And she she had Queen's bassist on uh, Born This Way and stuff. It's like, um, but uh, anyway, yeah. So this idea of Lana Del Rey being the true successor of David Bowie, I totally dig it. And I and I also well, dig well, the, the idea of the 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 symbolism involved that you're speaking to. Yeah, well, uh, if I could go through the the article a little more thoroughly than we've been doing, I could maybe make the case a little better. But never mind. It's probably too late in the day for that now. So the article I, I mean, that's up at Mask of God. That's the article. That's the statement. That's the no, thing. no, no, no. That that's that's the half. That's the thelemic portion. As far as um, okay. an outer mystery. So what what are what are your goals, or do you have goals for for condensing this or expanding upon this in any way? It's too crazy at this point. I think no one, you make no a, I think you actually should, any. You should make a video. You should do a video essay, Jason, and you should visually represent the things that you're talking about, and you could consolidate some of your ideas and make it a little palpable for people, even though it's so it's so heady. You know yeah, how yeah. that guy did the Twin Peaks five hours? I finally understand Twin Peaks, and it's a five-hour yeah. fucking thing. Like, if you pull, that seems like something you could pull off with what you're, um, with what you're, what totally. you're, and what if you're you, presenting. And if, you, if you make a video, you don't have to argue with anybody either. You just fucking yeah, drop well, it on them. <laughs> well, I, I need, like, a Joe Alexander to, like, make it palpable to the masses here. Well, Joe Alexander yeah, looked to other people to, be, to, to do that, too. So like, but you, but you, I've seen your writing. You could totally do that. You could write a video essay and then you read it into a microphone and blah, blah, blah. You know, you, you know, I mean, it's, 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 you do a lot of work anyway with what yeah, you but, do. Yeah, but again, this is, this is too insane to. I don't think it is. I think there's a lot of insane things all over the internet that are like flat earth, fucking hollow earth, fucking whatever earth bullshit. But what you're coming with is actually is pretty lucid as Alan put it in a previous yeah. meeting. But but I, I guess the 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 whole um, thing here is again to like encapsulate things is that she is never speaking as an actual person in any of her songs. So like this is like a genuine like gnostic revelation. Cool. Straight from the whore's mouth, so to speak. Yeah. 
Well, to do do it. If 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 Joe Alexander had done Back to the Future predicts 9/11 the way I told him he should, it wouldn't have been a success. Because I was like, I was like, dude, you're you're making it like a like a like a, a stereotypical conspiracy uh, video. And I was like, and I was like, the the how you say the the authoritative nature of it. I was like, it could be that, it could be this too. And like, if he would have listened to me, like as he was making it, it it would have sucked. So like, I can definitely say that like sometimes you just want to go there. So like the way that you're saying that, like like with authority about Lana Del Rey, put that in a fucking video, and people can argue in the comments all they want to about it. But the fact is, is that it's out there. They can do yeah. what they want well. with it. Whether or not you believe anything else, if you just read her lyrics, uh, she's never speaking as an actual person. Because that's not what she's in. She's about. Um, Jason, one thing that we talked about last time, we which we didn't seem to resolve, is about the Aeon of Matt. Yeah. Right. You, well, I did you look further into that, or I, I was trying to find it through Grant, and then I, I looked up this woman that he uh, that he cites, where it comes from. This woman, Nima. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, well, it seems like that's a little complicated because what it really seems to be is that it's the unveiling of actual truth as a vision. So, okay, well, here, one very important line from Bowie that we haven't really talked about and kind of should is, if I can scroll down here. Worldwide video speech. The thin white duke continues. Here and now there is no asylum to wait for, for you have been rocked. Soon you will be rolled by the illusion of a dawn that has been dragged out from the bowels of the vile entities of inhumanity, a false dawn stripped of its puce and turgidism by the divine witch Magnosium, the smog drab pretender who crawls up from the sewers from the suffocation of the witch's omnipotent embrace to enter our hideous subdomain. Stinking with eternal damnation. So, uh, right there, who else could he possibly be talking about as the smog drab pretender who is a false dawn? Mm -hmm. Like, this is like the, the smoking dawn, uh, talking, the smoking gun line here, as far as what he's doing here. And that's, this is a false dawn. It's not a real dawn, it's a false dawn. The false dawn precedes the real dawn. And, and so um, everything basically from so like the King Kill as the assassination of J.K. was all, in a certain sense, an exteriorization of the false dawn that got us to this point. And after that, we would theoretically go back to another real King Kill as far as a hit to the head that would then go into um, the Beatles. And that's what Kenneth Grant says, that after the vision of Ma'at as unveiling of truth, there will be an ion of Beatles. And so then, so everything from 1963 up till now has been on a certain level an archetypal imagining of what the true dawn would look like as rolling through the underworld. So once there is like a king kill, either collectively or individually, I'm not, I'm not going to say for sure which, then that will also have to be a role through the underworld. Did, did you say by Beatles? 
Did you say Beatles? He says Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Kenneth Branagh says that after after Mott will come mm-hmm. the Beatles. The mm-hmm. Iron Beatles. What's interesting about that too is that you're mentioning the Koof thing. Mm-hmm. Is that um, the the uh, that card in Crowley's deck pictures the scarab mm-hmm. with with like a what looks yeah, like yeah, yeah. a stream of blood or whatever. Right. But yeah. it's supposed to be, yeah. So there you go. That's interesting. Yeah, so that that is what Kenneth Grant says. So the Iron of Ma'at is not what you think it is. The Iron of Ma'at is his scarlet woman unveiling the truth by hitting you in the head. Well and pushing that, you into uh, the underworld. Oh dude, I'm did tripping you, out. You're blowing my mind actually. This is did what Kenneth Grant actually says. Yeah, yeah. Did in, you read in, this some uh, there's a conference that, that Nima did in two thousand four and she's she's very clear what she means by mod. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it matches. It says, she says, mod magic is a thelemic system of self-initiation founded on the principles of Alistair Crowley's writings. There are differences in the details of the system, though adaptation to technological breakthroughs, political changes, scientific discoveries, and further visionary experiences of the past century. Then she says, one major difference lies in the concept of aeons. The God forms for whom aeons are named reflect in their natures, the general imagery or formulae of the prevalent society of their times. Crowley saw the aeons in sequence. I see them in parallel. The aeon of Matt is not a replacement for the aeon of Horus, but operates in concurrence with it. Likewise, the aeons of Isis and Osiris are still in practice and belief in various locations around the world. Mm-hmm. That That's interesting. Like, so, so it's not... Um, so again, you get this idea that it's, it's all a, a simultaneous working, right? Yeah, no, yeah, well, yeah. Well, one thing he says yeah. in, in the book is that there's an ongoing working called Operation Nightmare. Many individuals are mired in their pain-making misery by their refusal of initiation, their refusal to wake up to their true nature. So if we make the sleep of ignorance more frightful than the prospect of awakening, the sleepers will arise. How? By the means of induced nightmare, confronting the sleepers with their own hidden monsters. So again, that's a little ominous when taking it in context of all of this. Was it the, the sleeper the, will awaken? What is that? Where does it come from? Um, is there Twin Peaks or? Oh no, is that are. Dune? Yeah, Dune. Yeah, you were close because David Lynch. Yeah, okay. Well, never mind. Yeah, so so but this is what Namus says that in Mod Magic, there's an ongoing working called Operation Nightmare. So you know, Would so he... if she hits you in the head with a cove, you're gonna get uh, that that that. But this goes back to the tree here. Um, because once you get hit in the head, then you go into hunky dory here. Well, there's and that's, that's when all the all the nightmares come. Doesn't isn't it said that the term satori is it a poly word that maybe you know this is nor that satori means a swift spiritual kick to the eye. Yeah, yeah. So it's a that's a Japanese term like. A, so I yeah. would say like revelation could be like a kick to the head, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or, so and with prophecy, yeah. it's in, it, yeah, so, with Nema, with Nema or Nima or whatever. Like it, it's, I don't. It, it changes the idea. So it's it's like a, um, there doesn't have to be a sequence. There doesn't have to be a final bang. Um, mm-hmm. It's all happening simultaneously. So it's already happened. It is already happening. So she says, like I began thinking that Horace and Matt comprised the double current, but accumulating experiences showed me that Matt magic is panionic magic. Panionic, mm-hmm. meaning in the entirety or whatever. It's, ha- it's all over the yeah, place. Yeah, it's happening all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's oh. see. Like what what Lana's showing on the the tunnel card is that hit to the the head here, and then that's what Bowie is also showing here on Hunky Dory. 
Um, and then there's another hit to the head to the front, which is his um, hit to the front of the head. Apparently, it's because there's like dual pressure points from you know Babylon or the Beast here. And so you know you put these pieces together, and you maybe get a little apocalyptic, but. Yeah, I'm trying to get entirely apocalyptic. I don't know about like this is the thing. It's like I think that it's it's something funny. Like, yeah, it, it, like things are going to hell in a handbasket, and at the same time, it's like things are are being revealed. Yeah. And that's one of the amazing things about our ability to record, right? It's like we it's it we can reflect upon things in a faster pace, while at the same time making mistakes even at, really faster than we've ever been able to, you know. Just by by what technology is, and so like somebody mentioned earlier, Arthur C. Clarke, I think it was Doug. It's like you know, Arthur, <laughs> Arthur C. Clarke had this kind of optimism about the future, about basically that we'd have our needs met to such a degree that we could actually think about deeper things and not have to worry about a lot of our responsibilities. And what we found is that with technology, that we've we've actually created more problems for ourselves, right, and we right. rely on something that's more fragile, and so like. You know, and then we could end up with kind of what you, what I believe McKenna called the archaic revival or something, you know. But it's like, it, yeah, anyway. But at the same time, I think it's it's all like you do you don't not build the temple just because you know it's eventually going to collapse. You build it anyway with that understanding that you're like, this is here to to serve this this function, but it doesn't it doesn't need to last forever. It's actually this is spoken to in the on the website of the guy who wrote White Noise. So like you guys oh, yeah. know like Don't that ta that yeah. town there was like extras in the movie that were actually evacuated in real life over the same fucking occurrence it's so weird, um, yeah. but I look at that guy yeah Delilo or something like yeah. that yeah if you look at the his the Delilo society or whatever their whole thing is on 9/11 and like about the function of like of like that basically that something that you know is going to be destroyed the beauty of the thing like despite that or whatever it's like have to read it but like they got kind of like their own little uh, artistic ideology going on um but anyway it felt kind of oddly check relevant. out the cover to delillo's underworld <laughs> what's that, that? check out, out the cover of delillo's underworld not only the cover all the way through underworld right like there's there's references yeah. to what, what happens all the way through it huh. weird Okay. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, I'm not meaning to get sidetracked. So yeah, we got we got the high priestess archetype uh, with a tunnel underneath the ot leading to the spiritual world. But that's the thing: you can't build a tunnel under under dot. It has to be pre-existing, otherwise you couldn't get through it. I mean, you can't build because that's the building belongs to the lower worlds, right? So the supernal triad that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't follow there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's a it's a magical kind of symbolical thing. But I mean, it's not just. But she says it in the song like it's a secret. Like there's a tunnel under. You know. Oh, did you know that? Well, well, yeah, because you know, I'm I'm saying, you know, she's she's not just some fucking fantasy I'm making up here. Oh no no, she's I was saying, saying I was saying the proverbial you, like the editorial you, when I said that. I wasn't saying like you, Jason. But anyway, yeah. Do you know that? I'm like, you know, she's by her implying that it's a secret. It's kind of like, oh, do you know the secret? You know. Well, yeah. Cause... Well, it's it's crazy because it's a dimensional thing because there's no, no, no. There, there's no pathway in the lightning flash. The seven Look, seven Lana seven lightning flash. Lana is literally fucking flash. saying she's inside of you and you need to go find her. Okay. 
That, that's what she's saying. She's not some abstract Kabbalah thing that whatever you're talking about. Okay, that's what you she's saying. Okay, well, I don't think it's abstract. In fact, I think it's central to like traditional uh, Kabbalah. This idea that what, how the supernal triad and its thirteen path or its nine pathways relate to the thirteen below, and mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like when I look and I see I see lust for life and like what's what I, I what I feel is communicated in that album, like I th- I can see that that's very relatable to that pathway between Chesed and Gavora, and then that's intersecting with the pathway of of Gimel, like that make that makes sense to me, and also the whole the whole um, the ocean thing, Steve. But uh, um. Yeah, I don't know if I, if I if I would extrapolate all the same things you do, but that's to be expected because we're obviously different people. Well, I think <laughs> you need to read them a little deeper than I don't know. Well, you know, there's just this this kind of central point where it's like you have this diagonal pathway that and and horizontal pathway that extend through the Kabbalistic tree and vertical at the bottom, and it's like in order to to get that that lightning flash you have to basically pretend that there's a pathway from bina to chesed and there where there isn't one but what is there is a vertical pathway from teferet to keter or from keter to teferet depending on which way you're looking at it uh to bring in freder Achad. but uh anyway uh i can i can see something being communicated there in the progression and so i find it really interesting that her new album has that title and I do, I do think that the the timing is always perpetually interesting. Although I have looked at like Kabbalistic texts from the 16th century that's relating how surely this must be approaching the end times because it can't get any crazier than this. And so you know, <laughs> it's all it's all relative, I guess. But it, but if if Philip K. Dick is right, those guys are also right. It's the same time, right? Right. So, that's exactly that's your valis. Yeah, well, totally. well, maybe you need to study your lyrics a little closer. Okay. Um, Oh, okay, on which on which point? All of them. Oh, you, you disagree with my whole thesis? Well, not necessarily, but you know, still, that's, that's, you, you got to see that there's there's some very different things going on in your lyrics than maybe there's other people. things, you know, a corollary. You, you've got to read them kabbalistically. I mean, I like to look at things from multiple angles in multiple ways, and like you know, but I'm not I'm not necessarily glued even to what I'm saying in terms of this, but uh, it seems to poetically make sense to me. Uh, you know. Okay, but I mean, have you read her poetry? Yeah, I've, I've read her poetry. Uh, well, did you, you have you read Paradise? I don't know. I don't. Fragile? I don't own the the book. No. Okay, but have you read Paradise? Is very fragile. I mean, she says that she's she's Eve as Hava, and that you know her her uh, bridegroom is uh, Nakash, and that's like the the beginning and end of everything. Right there. She says that she's she 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 says nachesh in the in the book. She doesn't use the word, but you have to read it kabbalistically to understand what she's saying. Oh, okay. Well, I I'll I, I'll I'll read Lana's book. I've listened to all her albums. I'll check out her book. You know, I read Leonard Cohen's books and listened to all his albums. But um, I I listened to her uh, recorded poetry, the the album right, that you right. have Keter. That was really that was yeah yeah paradise is very fragile. She's talking oh about so I so I have read it in a way. Yeah is, yeah, is that what you're talking about? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a post here. Okay, no, I've listened to her say it. I haven't heard her. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen it written, but yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, you're saying what are you saying? You're saying I'm that saying you have to read her kabbalistically to understand her. Okay. I kind of have been. 
Well, then, okay. okay. <laughs> I kind of look at everything Kabbalistically. I look at a fucking leaf Kabbalistically. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. <laughs> Uh, but I like what you're saying, man. I like I've been I've been reading what you've been sharing, and I like I like your flow. And I've read the um, you know the the Mask of God post at this point, and uh, it's a it's a lot. I can't watch all the videos, but I've seen a lot of the I've seen like most of the Lana Del Rey videos. I think anyway. Um, uh, David Bowie's videos. I've listened to most of David Bowie's albums. I don't know why I'm talking about what I've listened to or haven't listened to, but I you know it's 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 cool, man. I'm 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 following you. Uh, I don't disagree with you, so it's weird if you disagree with me. But no, 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 no. Um, it's it's me finding all this Kabbalistic stuff behind, like the apparent European stuff, which is just me saying you should totally like read it in this way. Right, so but they, I, there's there's I, something to be said for, a lot more, for the yeah. way that the that the schools meet. Like the pathways yeah, yeah. don't equal seven seven in in, in any uh, traditional Kabbalistic school. So like uh, beyond European occultism, so right, like right, those, right. So, those, so those like says, the yeah, Ari's attrib- correspondent attributions are totally different than what the Golden Dawn, et cetera, uses. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't make them any less valid to me. And there's also the uh, the argument of uh, the, the mystery schools often go by whatever the most recent adjustment is. That's what that's w- what they're following. And so we see that in a lot of places. That's what gets me about the. Uh, 9-11 and the Zohar thing is that the most recent adjustment in the 18th century has it that the day spoken to in the prophecy is, you know, um, is September 11th, 2001, literally. So, like, that's crazy to me. But you have to go by the most recent one if, if you if you follow that, if you're actually in those schools. If you're somebody like us and you're just, like, looking as, as an outsider, you can do whatever the fuck you want because who's going to tell you otherwise? Now, but what they does it say they, will happen on that date? That the that basically two strongholds collapse uh, uh, in in Rome, but everywhere is Rome. So all throughout that text, let's say Rome, it's kind of like how Jamaicans mm-hmm. are like, it's fucking Babylon, man, and it's just everywhere. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, no, it gives you you haven't seen that. I have that. I think it's no, it on I, the I, fucking I mask. Of, I might have it on the Mask of God website actually. Um, but uh, it's. Um, I have, I have like a, a first draft translation that, that uh, was typed out by Amelia uh, that I wrote out in longhand with my rabbi uh, that took about uh, that section that's just about that in the Zohar that relates to the prophecy that took about two and a half years of uh, twice a week for about, you know, uh, you know, hours at a time, three, three to six hours at a time of study. Yeah, I did read over that. So, like, yeah, so so some of that some of that stuff that's on there is pretty weird. But yeah, there's a particular there's two two sections of the Zohar that go that go into basically literally predicting 9/11. But they make the distinction between a prophecy and a prediction. So like in the commentary from Ramak, so he'll say like, you know, um, that to to predict something is uh, just you know being able to know what human beings will do. You know, to prophecy something is actually to see the living element behind the thing, like the dynamics of the organism, so to speak. It's like it's got there's more depth to a prophecy. A prophecy isn't like, oh, I'm predicting that this event will happen. Well, you know what? People do this. They build temples to things and they do things ritualistically, you know. Prophecy is like a a glimpse of eternity, right? Like a. Yeah, like a prophecy is what be talking about the future, right? Yeah, prophecy is what can't be otherwise. Uh, a, a prediction is is what can be otherwise, but you can have a good prediction if you know all the factors, you know. Yeah, prediction is still a sequence of time, or right? it's still linear. Exactly. Thank you. That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, oh, 
needs to get coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are, um, are Doug and Klaus actually here, or are they just... I'm here, but I think I'm moving towards the exit. I think my house yeah, is yeah, becoming yeah. a lot a lot more active now. Oh yeah. No, I got to deal with stuff in my space too. I got so I just got somebody out of my house. I've been trying for three and a half months to get out, so it's a whole ordeal. What's that? I got it. What you mean, Bill? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not 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 Bill. Bill's cool. <laughs> no no no. <laughs> Bill He's gone now. Oh, Bill just dropped off the line, or did he before? Did it, was it just? I, I don't know what's see. happening here. He yeah. is. He did. He dropped off the line. He's, yeah. he's no longer. That would be hilarious if I was talking about Bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's. But so then, if if we're if we're wrapping it up, like, what are your next steps, Jason? Or do you feel like you've done? what you need to do and you're just going to prepare for the end now i think jason said that he's getting coffee and he'll be right back oh because oh. you know what coffee man i don't know how he's I, I, yeah no that's all right i, I fucking yep. love coffee man coffee i can't have coffee after 10 a.m oh, oh yeah no i'll be up till i'll be up till 3 a.m if i drink coffee at 10 a.m yeah, I got to drink coffee like first thing, you know, or not just 10 a.m., but you know what I mean? Like noon. If I drink coffee at noon, I'm fucking awake into the night. Unless if I eat a lot, if I eat a lot, then that weighs me down. And then I'm like, OK, I can pass out. But if I don't eat enough and I do that, I'm not sleeping, man. Sensitive like that. Yeah, I'm the same. Here's an odd question. When you guys do a long podcast, is it something that you've been present for? So you're good. Oh, ginger. You're done. You don't ever need to revisit it, or do you ever listen to it again? Oh, re-listen to it. It. I disagree with myself when I hear myself later. Like <laughs> I'm like I'm like actually no, we've moved on from that. I don't know what you're you're still yeah. So uh, you know I don't I'm not I'm not always that attached to even things that I sometimes. I think that that's a big thing is like the the knowledge issue. Like if there's anything that I'd be self-conscious about, it's like knowledge. But at the same time, I'm like. Dude, that's like the that's the whole point of like why the fall is the fall is this thing that sex and knowledge are like the same thing. In Hebrew, they're the yeah. same word. Like that's not that's not an accident. It's like that for a reason. You know, it's because you know we 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 have we we accumulate knowledge and we relate to knowledge like it's like like it really is like you know who we are is what we know uh, and it has that conquest aspect to it. And if you don't know something, it's like makes you somehow supposed to make you culpable but i don't know i think that there's a distinction between like ignorance and like just not knowing something because it's like ignorance is like you know it but you're ignoring what you know so then you have a shadow so then that's repression you know you have to push things down or whatever but i i see like just the open flow of information and that's why kids learn so fucking fast like little kids and like they pick up languages and shit it's because they don't have any hang up of self-consciousness around not knowing something they're just taking in all the information you know it's not just because their brains are developing really rapidly at that time it's also that they're just so susceptible because they don't have that hang up you know and so like i i, I see like knowledge and sex like people feel the need to like so much of our our sense of self is tied up in in both those areas and they seem to be oddly connected in like a really dramatic if not like a continuum way at least in how we relate to those things you know oh yeah that's what tropical was about again i'm not, I'm not sure what the start of this conversation was about but 
remind me of the specifics there? I just watched the video. Uh, you'll it'll blow your mind. Well, you're but, talking about visually, or are you talking about what what is what is what is said? Um, just the whole thing. Just uh, read in the light of the Kabbalah. Mm-hmm. I, I I would I would just like to see. Oh, I think I see what you're saying. No, you're saying I, I that mean, this that this piece speaks for itself. No, I, I mean so I'm it's interested like, in yeah, what, how you that. would take Tropico if oh, you totally. read it as a serious work of Kabbalah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I I I hear you. Yeah, I, I'll I can. And I'll I mean, be take take it seriously as Kabbalah. Like show it to your rabbi or something. Like show it to my rabbi. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't send him videos ever, but I, okay, I could. Dude, I could. Like, I could. You know. Lana is like literally like a fucking super genius. Okay. Like she's literally like one of the smartest people alive. <laughs> I, I dig it. Yeah, you you don't, you don't get it, but it's it's true. So okay. Jason, I'm winding down here. I'm wondering, just as kind of like yeah, some final this was a disaster. Thoughts. I'm sorry. What are you talking about, dude? This is a fun conversation. This makes for good radio. So you've got. Uh, if I could do math, we've got nine hours in the bank on this. Are we there? Did we get there? No, no, we just, did not get just, anywhere. This was just a complete mess. I didn't get, really get to explain anything about what I was trying to explain. How, how, in your perfect world, how do you explain what we need to know? know? I don't know, man. <laughs> I think we should keep on, so, like, keep on pecking when at When Bill it. started with the metaphor of the puzzle, the 2.5 million puzzle and you've got your corner pieces laid out maybe maybe it's more i would say i would give you more of the puzzle built than that but like um <laughs> that's a good what, what do you do like are you inspired to do anything more or have you done what you can do and now you're preparing for the the shotgun blast i'm not sure that i'm preparing for that specifically it's more that i don't know um Another shooter drop, like a music video or something, something more, more mundane like that. That would give but me so like, fresh to comment on. I guess on. maybe if we'll see what March twenty fourth brings, and then oh, maybe because that's you'll the release date of your album. Is that what we're yeah. saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, I mean, I I I may just. Uh, put in the like other half as far as a more biblical approach to the entire thing. But at the same time, I'm like, this is just too crazy at this point. But so you're saying you have another half, you have another post that you've been working right, on? Because, um, well, mentally, um, because like the, the half that is here is like the Babylon half. Well, let so, the first half be revealed and the second half concealed. Is that it? Yeah, or like the Jews have the have. In Liber L. You know, the Jews have to have uh, unite by thy art and all will disappear. So this is like, so like, um, this part is like the Gentile have. And so the the other half. half. Yeah. The Babylon half is the Gentile half. All right, then. Yeah, see, this is Jason, I wanted to read this part from Augustine just to see if you, uh, what you thought of it, and I bring up Augustine because that's that's where uh, "Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law" comes from. Augustine, like he was the first right. one who, uh, who who came up with that formula. But uh, this is in the City of God, and he says, uh, um, "For these are his fellows, out of the unity and concord of whom in all nations that queen is formed, as it is said of her in another psalm, the city of the great king, 
The same is scion, spiritually, which is the name in Latin interpreted speculatio, discovery. For she, for she decries the great good of the world to come because her attention is directed thither. In the same way, she is also Jerusalem, spiritually, of which we have already said many things. Her enemy is the city of the devil, Babylon, which is interpreted confusion. Yet out of Babylon, this queen is in all nations set free by regeneration, and she passes from worst to the best king, that is, from the devil to Christ. Where, wherefore, it is said of her, forget thy people and thy father's house. Of this impious city, those also are a portion who are the Israelites only in the flesh and not by faith, enemies also of this great king himself and of his queen. For Christ, having come to them, and being slain by them has the more become the king of others whom he did not see in the flesh. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, is that is that are you reading that from a book or do you have that on your screen? Can you send me that? That's from City of God. That's a book uh what is it? It's a, a book seventeen of the City of God biography. I'm reading out a book. Oh, okay. Uh, but you could find uh, that. I think you yeah, find yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'll go yeah. Whoa. Interesting. Have you read? You, that's that's something that I I I haven't really explored that. I mean, it, yeah. I guess this is the whole thing. Like Augustine gets taken as the most boring Orthodox. Totally, but that's like everything. But whoa. but he's not. It's the same as every other work in literature. You get you actually do read the books, and it's and it, and it right. just brings you to this other level. You know, that's totally. why totally that's literature, what everybody right? talks about yeah. them, and then there's what they are. Yeah, yeah, totally. that's, that's that's why they become classics. But... I know it's like J.K. Rowling or something. It's just like you know, <laughs> what did she say exactly? You know, oh well, but, that is actually insightful. You know, <laughs> you know, Jason, does that does that do anything, or what? Like, oh yeah, that, that's pretty profound. Um, uh, can you paste the quote? Um, in he said it's what? in a book. Oh okay. Well, yeah, it's in, no, it's, um, in it's in the city of God. I'll 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 have to look it up. Yeah. Far out. Sorry, I'm I'm uh, drinking coffee here. Okay, I think we're I think we're winding down. Is that the way we were putting it, Doug? Sorry, never mind. I guess D D Doug is on. Yes, autopilot. yes. The, we are automatons. We are winding down. Bill <laughs> <laughs> uh, is back. Bill, any final thoughts before we shut it down? I can hear you. They can't. You got your mic off. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. What, yes, is, you can what, hear is me? That, what is that pounding noise? Is that, yeah, what is that? I don't know. It's, whoever was drinking coffee, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. I yeah. Can. Sorry. All right. So, um, final thoughts. Um, <laughs> it's not before execution. It's just before the end of the call. Yeah. Um, uh, Lana Del Rey. But my last question. Were Kanye West and Lana Del Rey sort of like neck and neck or sort of uh, one half of the, or different sides of the same coin, but the way that the future or the way fate has made it that La Lana is carrying us into the future and not Kanye West is something. Is there any part of this that's connected to that or am I just tripping out on the wrong thing? I'm not sure. It, it seems more like he's she's like symbolically pushing men to the underworld. Maybe I'm not sure. 
honestly. Uh, because, you know, he's going into the West. So, sir, as, you know, as a collective, say, judgment mm-hmm. to be a... Are you saying West in, like, the Egyptian sense? Right, as, as in going into the underworld uh, yeah, for okay. the vision and the voice. Yeah. In the so Kanye sense. had, you know, Kanye's album 808 and Heartbreaks when he utilized auto-tune so that he could sing, right? He was using a technology that would um, soften the edges or bolster uh, his voice, right? So that uh-huh. it could his voice could match his vision. Um, I get the feeling that uh, where Kanye West was fine-tuning his voice, the vision wasn't the problem. He had all the vision in the world. He had the vision in fashion. He had the vision in music. He had the fashion in uh, movies. Um, it was just a matter of his voice being fitting a certain niche so that he could get exposure. Uh, Lana's got the voice, you know, she's got the voice, but what was the auto tune for her vision? And I think that's what we're talking about here. This is digital and analog. Yeah, right, 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 right. See, this is the whole thing with low on the, on the, the tree as the low point on the tree of life where everything gets electronic. So Bowie actually really hated electronic music. And so it's really ironic that he would become like this uh, great visionary for electronic music when he actually fucking hated the stuff. And so that's why he hated Gary Newman so much, because he didn't get the point of low, was that at the low point of the tree, everything goes electronic. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I yeah, do and, like that, too. Yeah. And, and so the 808s are like the wheel uh, of the, the wheel of fortune of low here. And so then, you know, below the wheel, when everything gets electronic, then you've got Iggy Pop in mass production you know just coming off the assembly line that makes um, so much sense because it's the replicant it's the clipo it's the it's it's you know clipo come through gavora so and it's significant that it's through uh the left pillar right so like literally the tree is like you step into the tree so like fr- from the left like the way that the things are twisting mm-hmm. that's secondary to how they're twisting from keter because Aleph extends from keter to hochma and so, yeah, that 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 totally um, that follows. Now, um, I'm not sure if this answers anyone's question, but I mean, on her A&W song, she's calling to Jimmy from the 808s. Uh, she's using 808s to call to Jimmy uh, from the bottom of the wheel here where he's uh, lost in, in the electronic music. And I, I guess she's going to catch him with her that, daisy that chain was... and uh, condemn him to death here on the death path. I don't know. Kanye was the first musician to produce an album entirely with vocoder. I believe that's correct. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. There no, was, I'm uh, pretty pretty sure. There was that, that computer uh, love from the '80s, you know. Uh. <laughs> but was that a vocoder? Was that the auto tune? I believe it was. Auto tune. Yeah, auto tune been around for a long time. Right, but an entire album, like a mainstream album, that's like every single song is that. I I think I'd have to look it up. But it, well, I, I know that T Pain was big into that shit, but I think Kanye West put it in a. I don't know. I don't know the history of that necessarily, but yeah. I you know what? I think I'm getting this from Kanye West. I think I heard Kanye West say, "I'm the first musician to do an album entirely uh, vocoder or auto tune." However, he said. Pretty sure. That sounds like Kanye. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, did, I watched a documentary recently, and the T Pain can't actually sing. I think it was kind of mind blowing to me that his whole shtick is this thing that 
you seemingly hides the fact that you know that someone doesn't have talent when in fact he seemingly is quite talented. Well, if we talk about Crowley, right? You know, he he was he had a but. Uh-oh. And and hit those markets, uh, you know what I mean? So there. We don't know what you mean. Yo, oh, shit! You're gl- you're glitching out. We're not hearing hard. it. Damn. Voice is not. <laughs> he doesn't. Does he know? Does he know? <laughs> he sorry, does no? not Did even I, know. Did you lose me? Yeah. Did you yeah. lose me? Yeah. Whoa. That. But could make... could you hear me on? Could you hear me on Dave's mic? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't pick it up from here. You try Shit. again. I, try, I think you try again. Um, you found a fine before. So. Yeah, I, I forgot what you were saying. So. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, it says his mic is off repeatedly. It says your mic is off. Is that a... Yeah, no, I, I lost my train of thought. I got distracted. You're, you're, yeah, your mic keeps turning off. Um, yeah, well, I, I turn it off when I'm not speaking so that you. you right, but it keeps on like pop, It keeps popping in and out like frequently. Like you don't have to do that every time, I don't think. It might be fucking. <laughs> he was trained in always record. It was really vitally important that you don't have ambient house noise. Ruining the recording. I thought that goes against the idea of always recording. I know. In fact, I always just leave my mic up for the most part, you know, unless there's like somebody fighting or something in the other room, you know. (laughs) Okay. Well, okay. Damn it. Sometimes I'm screaming at to what's going on when I I have the the microphone muted and you don't want to hear me screaming, right? Oh, no, maybe. I don't know. It depends. What do we do? (laughs) Okay. Well, you, there was a thought there. Can we complete it now? You got it? Are we not glitching? What, track me back. What was I saying before I cut out? I don't know, man. It was something about the vision and the voice and you're getting deep, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. Totally. And oh. uh, I was to talking about the, T-Pain. Yeah, yeah, to have all the imagination in the world, to have the vision, uh, but you don't have that voice. You don't have the timber. You don't have the pitch that is necessarily um, marketable, right? How come the Beatles... Uh, can sell a million records with their voice, but um, you know your your band can't. Um, so there was this 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 firmament. This is divide between the vision and the voice. But if you could make the magic of both, um, you know Kanye West was like, "Fuck it, make my voice a little bit better. I'm going to make this voice sound better on this record. Uh, if I can use samples, why can't I doctor up my voice?" And it sort of unleashed this um, new level of free freedom and creativity, right? And, uh, right, dude. That's the most viewed event in human history was 9/11, right? We we're just talking about that. Yeah. So, uh, for, if you have, if you have something that you're producing into the world, and it's like if it's if it fall if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it, kind of thing. But I think I think the ultimate truth here is that that goes beyond. Like it's not like like you know just that something exists it's like one of the one of the better sync films that r- relates in the sync web is fucking uh, f- uh full circle the haunting of julia which is like so obscure like practically no one sees it you know no one's seen that even though it's with Kira delay and mia farrow but it's like it's like it, ha- it doesn't matter 
in fact, it makes it like it's that question that Alan asked. It's it's like does be, the fact that they're doing something kind of secretly, like or like the cryptically, does that add to its power? And I I don't think that I think that it has power in itself because when you have a secret in plain sight, that's like the role of the hierophant. So I think that what the best we could say for Lana Del Rey and David Bowie is that they are participants in the hierophantic task of disseminating the the inform the mysteries to the public. Yeah, it it kind of seems like they're actually referenced directly in the vision and the voice though as uh, the servants of um, Babylon and the Beast as priests of the Silver Star. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the thing here. Totally. Yeah, see, that makes sense. I can follow that. I, I said, this but is what, what Kevin Grant says. Is what that, are they noted as? Say that one more time. Sorry, I'll, I'll try to find the passage here. It's a long article, I know. But well, this is what Kevin Grant sound says. Is, is when you're scrolling. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My trackpad's a little loud here. Okay, your trackpad. All right. I thought it was like Thumper from Bambi <laughs> meeting his mate. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that oh, fits that too, right? Me. Yeah. That reminds me. Uh, that, <laughs> that reminds okay. you. No, no, there was a book we read with a stripper <laughs> named Thumper. <laughs> and I said Bible Thumper, Thumper earlier when talking about Snore. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the yeah, yeah. <clears throat> a um, Thumper is a name for a ro- one of those rocket launchers. What the, yeah. Never mind. Sorry. They say yeah. they say that in Polanski's uh, um, uh, Carnage. Uh, yeah, and I think that Lana actually references that in Honeymoon, where she says murder and carnage, and she kind of emphasizes the word carnage. Mm-hmm. Kate Winslet and Jodie Foster and John C. Riley and that one guy from Glorious Bastards who plays a Nazi really well. Yeah, they. Um, she's got a lot of subliminals if you pay attention, especially a uh, season of the witch, where she really uh, seems to emphasize that it is the season of the witch. If you pay attention to uh, some of the mm-hmm. really whispered things in that uh, track. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, yeah, vision of the voice. Um, um, it is the priestess of the silver star and oracles of the gods and lord of the hosts of the mighty who are the servants of Babylon and the beast who are the ones who are going to bridge the abyss to the supernals. And so um, then if you turn to Kenneth Grant, he says that his Scarlet Woman is the priestess of the Silver Star. And so you you put all these things together and uh, a picture seems to uh, quite clearly emerge here as to a sort of energetic structure that has been worked on behind the scenes that I think uh, Crowley was not even aware of himself. When, this is what Israeli, uh, Israel Regardi always talks about with, with Crowley, like uh, he's, he's crossing the abyss. He didn't, he didn't succeed because he didn't really kill the selfhood, you know, mm-hmm. that's why he didn't succeed. And so, and so he didn't, like, he tried to cross the, the abyss, but couldn't, right? Because he still had so much, ego involved in his whole his, his whole character right? he was he, just too addicted to eating his own cum <laughs> quite honestly that's good for you yeah it's not my thing it's minerals 
But he also drank dra- vaginal fluid too. That was yeah, an elixir yeah. that everybody was doing. Well, that's I think even like Albert Pike did that. You know, it was popular. You know, drinking well, that's uh, sex, sexual excrements. I mean, my God, that's like you know, those are lo- that's loaded with nutrients. Well, that's in the Book of Revelation. That's what's in the Grail, right? Yeah, it's the sperm of the saints. No, it's the blood of the saints, isn't it? What is it? How does it translate? No, I don't know the Greek. It's it's, it's the um uh, it it is it's it's menstrual fluid and uh, cum basically. Oh, okay. That she's drinking. Well, is she just holding it up, or is that just in the iconic imagery? Holding she's just holding. Out. I do. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they if it actually think, it, it says. She, I think it's like a it, toast. It's like she's just like a yeah, toast. She's just to toasting it, right? Like a <laughs> like Metropolis, <laughs> too. Yeah. But see, that's the oh, way yeah, that, yeah. Uh, Wait, the yeah, sorry, what, game. Sorry, what were you saying? No, I, um, I was wondering if you got into Blake. Like Blake, I think it. It all goes back to Blake. So if it's if it's um, if Babylon is Babylon with an A is uh, basically uh, Babylon ascended into Jerusalem, then then yeah, read Blake, right? Like Blake is totally our green and pleasant land. Well, he said England, yeah. right? Albion, yeah. It, yeah. But yeah. By that it could be anything. Like it could wasn't be... there like an Olympics several years back where they like had that they they played like they they yeah, read so that. That, that, was two, that, was, that was 2012. Right? Oh man, yeah. I was like, are they for real reading that right now? Yeah. On England's green and pleasant land, Jesus Christ, the New Jerusalem. And then Carly Simon's like, I don't know what the songs, but it just came to me. I I was probably I, I think I was drunk. She's like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> She's like, it's just I don't know. It just sounded good, you know. But that's in it's it's in Blake too, like the selfhood, you know, like he calls it the selfhood in in uh, in Crowley, and then John D. Before that, it's called Karanzon, right? But that yeah, that's that's the it. demon that you have to kill to be able to pass the abyss, right? Yeah, to, to and Crow, Crowley Adelante basically admitted Jerusalem. that he said right. that himself about himself, you know. Right. He that's that I was actually re- kind of referencing that earlier, talking about his autohagiography, where he 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 or uh, in um. Uh, the laws for all in his commentary and his actual role in that as as the prophet of the new eon is not necessarily to embody whatever that's going to look like because he's he doesn't belong to that eon he belongs to this one he's just you know it's coming mm-hmm. through so it's a kind of a way to out yourself like hey look i don't have to be anything i just i'm telling you what it is you know i've been ordained by iowas or whatever yeah. Or lamb to communicate the message, you know. Perfection of the work and not the self. Yeah. yeah. But then Kenneth Kenneth Grant has this whole thing around like the the egg in this like it's like a space egg thing with that. Right. I don't right. Know. That, that's the the magical capsule with the Gene Genie and Major Tom. Yeah. That, is that, that, that the time to leave the capsule if you dare? Oh my God! Right, I thought right, that song right. is about heroin. I'm w- willing to stand reflecting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It, it, it's about the, the magical like capsule that he's created somehow through his working, and that's what Kenneth Grant says. That like these are like magical capsules that are mannequins. That's the word he also uses, mannequins. Isn't that weird and though that the Valley of the Dolls has the mannequins and the pills, and that the pills are called dolls, and they stop at the window with the mannequins. There's that whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Uh, no, but never mind. Um, but anyways, diamond dogs. You know, mm-hmm. the diamond dogs are the mannequins with Kelly pill. The visual so, body. 
that they are the like magical god forms as magical mannequins that are going to hunt you down and initiate you. Hmm. And those are also apparently the dwarf men in the Beely Brothers. You know, Bowie says that he's hanging out with your dwarf men. And so they're creating, like, or Bowie says he's creating these magical god forms that are all going to be in the egg. And so, and so that's what Gene Genie is about. You know, Gene, he's sleeping in a capsule and you just got to evoke him and he's going to break up and become Major Tom, I guess. As, as like an archetypal god form that will inhabit you or something, man. I don't know quite how it works. Honestly, but this is what like Kenneth Grant says. Is, is, Tom, is Tom backwards Mott and speaking to Maat? Yeah, or or, or Corinzon if you want, because Corinzon is also Tom. Mm. Mm. And then that's kind of the thing where like he, he he's like making these paths in the abyss where they're gonna like unlock in in this like magical egg, I guess, according to Kenneth Grant again, as, when you put the pieces together. Yeah, see, that's my thing. Is like for me, it doesn't really matter Kenneth Grant's the legitimacy of what he's saying. The fact is that he's saying it, and then people are, you know, reading it and inspired by it to communicate things. And I don't know, you know. All right, but I mean, hanging out with your dwarf men. I mean, he's on a trip. It's like it's like going to a a sci-fi writer like Heinland or something, and just being, you know, like for me, it's like the significance of of his contribution is in is is in a similar vein of, of Crowley in that way too. It's like, they're just half the time. They're just basically saying themselves in the midst that they'll do things that purposely lead people in the wrong direction, you know? Well, well yeah, but now you're being horns on because I'm trying to give you some truth bombs here and you were saying they don't matter. Is that what I said? Did I say, wait, what? Yeah. You're, you're, saying, that, <laughs> you're saying that there's no truth. I'm saying that there is a, a truth buried in. Did Kenneth I say there's no, no truth? Oh, truth yeah. in Kenneth Grant that's been pointed to? No, I'm saying that he's kind of surrounds it with things that don't, mm-hmm. like he'll have Gamatria that doesn't actually work and right, then use right. it as a basis for 10 chapters. It's like, I'm I'm just saying like, it's 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 one of those really tricky trickster kind of places. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Kenneth Grant mm-hmm. is being like the demon of the abyss here. And like, totally, thank apart. you. That's what I'm saying. Jesus yeah, Christ. yeah. Yeah, but you gotta like. I find think we agree on this point. Yeah, yeah. He's, playing with, he's playing with symbolism that you can find all over the place. Like, a, like, like William Blake again talks about the mundane egg. You know, like mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a. Um, but then we just had all these flying saucers sighted, and that that's yeah. like Kenneth Grant's magical space capsules there that are yeah, like the, yeah. the 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 Orphic eggs. Well, I think there's something to be said that that early rendition of Lamb is like kind of like a classic extraterrestrial, like pear-shaped head. Yeah, his eyes might be a little beadier than the classic gray, but he sure looks like a gray to me. You know that term grammar Nazi? Does that come from grimoire Nazi? <laughs> grimoire Nazi. Yeah, ultimately. That's funny. It's like, grimoire <laughs> right. Nazi, that's a good play on words. Because that's really, like like a grimoire good name Nazis really get into a shitload of trouble. You know, Grammar Nazis will get you a job. They'll show you how to write a resume. But grimoire right. Nazis, they have they shine really bright, but then <laughs> they don't last very long. Right? Spelling Nazis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spelling. And that's really what CRT is all about. And that's really what the death of the book is all about is that the empire of the grammar Nazi has collapsed. It's over. It's done with. And what are they going to do when they realize they have nowhere else to go? Um, it's going to be interesting. Um, hmm. That's what I'm getting out of all this somehow. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think that didn't don't they say that is that am I tripping or did that grimoire was first before grammar? The grammar was second in the yes, in the yes, chain, yes, yeah. chain of etymology. Of course, yeah. yeah. And isn't yeah. spelling the same way? Like to spell a word was used as to, to have a spell before it was spelling, I think it's true for both of us. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Well it's all white noise. It's hunky dory. Hunky dory. Some young Americans, you know. Wham bam. Out by K West. Thank you. <laughs> Glamma. I am oh. the walrus. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot we were on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got to go. So, okay. so here's what I also <laughs> yeah, yeah, get out yeah. of this. Jason <laughs> has told us that. <laughs> hold on, Jason is telling us that he has absolute truth, capital T truth, right? The argument is flawless, backwards, forwards, upwards, and downwards. Um, not, not on everything. Um, is it like can you isolate the the chunks that are revealed truths, capital T, and can you polish those? And what would that look like? Look like? I think it would make it make for a killer freaking video because no one here no one the thing about this no one here has suggested that he write a book about it no we use the ai to novelize it first we make the video and then you get the novelization yeah, from AI. I, I mean i, I don't know um what well, to do with it uh because fun. this information really isn't for me specifically uh, you're not human well i mean it, 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 it's Was it for human beings it's an initiation system of sorts for um, for the yeah. others? For the kids, I guess. For the kids, uh, okay. Yeah. Let all the children boogie. For the kids of the future, next generation, man. Yeah. You're going to be all digging through their parents' record collection? What's this? Oh, that's how it goes, man. You know, uh, um, you know the pretty things. They're going to drive their mamas and papas insane. What's going to endure musically? You know what I mean? Like, what are what will be tomorrow's, like, classic rock, you know? We don't really know. How could you? What's well, the ob shit obviously we'll have a Ziggy Stardust for 100 years, apparently. Classic rock never ends. You're going to have the Allman Brothers forever. Yeah, it'll. Allman Brothers will all survive Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they, they will extend Jesus. The thing that got me canceled. Think that people are burning their computers and, and, and because of always record, yeah. throwing their computers in a big pile. I didn't like what they said on, re on always record. I'm throwing my computer in the burn pile. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it wasn't until we got to that Public ninth hour that I really. <laughs> we got like three listeners. I don't know what we got. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm gonna go. Me too. Okay, I'm going to push stop. This has been a lot of fun, Jason. Thank you so much. Although, although I'm sorry, I know you're getting off, but I had a friend tell me the other day that he's been listening to all the, the recent Always Records, and I was like, people listen to that? And he's like, oh, yeah. And so people do listen to it. So anyway, being aware of what you put out there, Jason. Yeah, somebody I mean, I, could be. You don't know whose hands this could fall into and what they might do with this information you're dropping. Yes, I, I apologize for uh, being so... Uh, schizophrenic but you know half of me is kind of freaking out here okay even, even if i don't want to well we'll pop up the email thread is still live and so I mean, we can yeah. add 
And then and <laughs> after March, March 24th, you want a new thread. Oh, that, that one is so huge now. Saturated. It's longer than a mask of God. <laughs> there's there's some stuff in there. I have to scroll way up to remember. Like Jason sent out the entire catalog of Bowie. And it's like, oh, yeah, if I want to put a song on a podcast, I've got to go find that link again. Because, well, M- MP3 encoders are always so dubious. Like YouTube to MP3 to like rip a song from have you ever done that um, I use YouTube DL the command line tool and just not file like that I I'm not I'm more like Jeff Goldblum and the fly where I have these different pieces of technology I don't understand but I put them together right. and I turn a human into a fly uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Zach Bauer has a good sync for the fly, actually. Uh, fuck, I forget who it is and what it is, but it's, it's amazing, actually. But anyway, the Melvins, I think. Fuck. Okay, well, good night to you all. Good night. So our, we'll start I'm hoping there's thread. a part four. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so. After March 24th. We'll just see where our trajectories take us. I know that I'm diving into Rosicrucianism right now and reading Zanzoni. I'm going to dive into Never Let Me Down. Zanzoni? Yeah. Is that like Gene Genie? Yeah, it's just like that. Okay, cool. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night. Oh, All right. nice. Thanks, guys. Fucking a big time, but I don't care, baby. I already lost my mind.